Well, hello there. Come on in. Oh, Will, you've got company. Howdy, and welcome to Dawson's Den. Well, sir, we got a special Thanksgiving show for you this time around, and uh, we also have a brand new sponsor that I'm sure you're going to be excited to hear all about. So uh, let's hear from them. Howdy, cowpokes. Do you ever feel out of place in high society? When you go to some big city like Lewistown or Sheridan, do folks look down at you as if you were some country bumpkin? Do you long to sound more erudite, as if you even knew what that word meant? Well, folks, learning another language can solve your problem. Introducing... German for Cowboys. Yes, sir. Now you can sound worldly in just 25 easy lessons. And before you know it, you'll be spouting words most folks can't pronounce and don't have a clue as to their meaning. Now, most language courses enable you to do things like order wine in some fancy restaurant. Einen Riesling, bitte. Not with German for Cowboys. We give you phrases you can actually use. And it is so easy. We send you 25 vinyl records. Just listen to the phrase and repeat. We even provide the translation. Let's take a listen. Brr, Hündchen. Whoa, doggies. Holt sie zusammen, Jungs. Round them up, boys. Lasst uns aufsatteln und reiten. Let's saddle up and ride. Man hat schon Pferde vor der Apotheke kotzen sehen. There have been horses puking in front of a pharmacy. But don't take our word for it. Just listen to one satisfied customer. Yep, before I took that German for cowboys, I sounded like your typical Montana puncher. But just after two weeks, I was riding about the ranch saying things like Lasst sie uns auf den Weg bringen, ihr Hundesöhne, and Beste Bratensoße im ganzen Land. Shoot, the boys were looking at me as if I was some world traveler. And the ladies, <laughs> well, sir, they fell for my newly acquired German accent. I'd give German for Cowboys a nine out of ten. Get it? Nine? Nine? Uh, yeah, uh, we get it, Buck. Nine out of ten. Now, now, folks, you were probably thinking a blue ribbon language course like this would cost you at least a month's wages. But if you order before midnight tonight, that's midnight tonight, the entire cost of German for Cowboys is just... 
You heard right, just $29.95. But wait, if you are one of the first 500 callers, we'll throw in swearing in German for free. Think of it, punchers. You can swear right in front of the ladies and no one will blink an eye. Verdammte Scheiße, was soll das denn jetzt hier? Ich hab die Faxen dicke. By oh my, that was a dandy. Yep, German for cowboys. If you're looking to expand your horizon and learn another language, try German for cowboys. Call today, 1-800-DEUTSCH. That's 1-800-338-8244. 1-800-338-8244. German for Cowboys. You'll be Jawohlen before you know it. Jawohl. The answer is no. Questions where the answer is almost always no. Well, I've gotten a number of letters regarding Thanksgiving. Yep, uh, here's one from Melissa in Milwaukee. Dear Will, last year we decided to raise a turkey for our Thanksgiving dinner. I got kind of attached to the gobbler, but did the deed and dispatched the bird cleanly and quickly. It was the best taste in turkey I had ever eaten and was a big hit at our holiday table. My husband and I decided to repeat the process this year, but lately I keep seeing strange spectral phenomena in the kitchen, a fuzzy white shape that looks exactly like a turkey uh, and to top it off, I hear a gobbling. I am convinced that what I am seeing and hearing is the ghost of last year's turkey. Am I crazy? The answer is no. Well, Melissa, I ain't a mental health expert, but I would say you are not crazy. It is all quite rational. Now, uh, what I think you are dealing with is your garden variety poultry geist. Yep, uh, here's another turkey question from Hannah in Helena. Dear Will, is it all right to thaw my Thanksgiving turkey in the bathtub while I bathe the kids? The answer is no. No, Hannah? It is never okay to take a bath with a dead animal carcass. In fact, the practice is illegal in 31 states. I suggest thawing it in the refrigerator. That's a real question, folks. Um, now, here, here is an urgent one I, I just received by text. Will, I need help. We baked our turkey and set it on the table and went back into the kitchen to get the green bean casserole. When I came back, our chihuahua had climbed into the turkey and is stuck inside. Do you have a way to get my dog out of my turkey? The answer is no. Nope. 
Um, now, I think the real question should be, why would you want to rescue a chihuahua with such bad manners like uh, not having the courtesy to wait until after grace before chowing down? You might want to think of this year's entree as turkey with chihuahua stuffing. Another real question, folks. Now, if you've got a question for me, just click that little message button and let her fly. The answer just might be no. Red Shirts, Tales of a Wyoming Game Warden. The story you are about to hear is true, mostly. The names have been changed to protect the innocent, the guilty, and those in between. It was dark, and a bitter wind blew from the north. The warden sat in his patrol truck, a turkey sandwich in his hand, a testament to still another Thanksgiving dinner interrupted by a poaching call. The call was like many that had come before. The sound of a high-powered rifle in the night, the suspicion that someone was killing a deer from the road, out of season, and after dark. It hadn't taken the warden long to get to the site of the crime. Now, perched on a small hill overlooking a lonely road, he waited in the cold. Nothing stirred except the wind, which wasn't surprising given that most of America was now at home, digesting turkey and watching football. Perhaps he would wait a little longer and then take another peek along the roadway. He might be lucky, find some bit of evidence, a spent shell, a gas receipt, telltale footprints or tire tracks. He already knew about the deer carcass lying down there along the road, the doe's body heat fading away into the cold night, blood oozing from a well-placed shot to the heart. The warden had found the carcass by cautiously creeping down the road his headlights turned off to avoid detection. He prided himself about being able to drive in dim light, but it didn't take much skill to locate the carcass. The entry wound was plain to see, and the lawman quickly measured the diameter of the bullet hole, concluding the doe had likely been shot with a 30 6 rifle. From his perch on the hill, the warden could see the yard light of the tipster who had called in his suspicions. The man had been in the yard feeding his dog when he had heard a shot coming from the road and thought it wiser to call the law than confront an armed poacher. But the man hadn't seen vehicle lights and heard nothing other than that single shot. If it were not for the cooling carcass, the warden would have written it off as just one of those things. The sandwich eaten and his coffee cup empty, 
the warden was preparing to return to the road and scour the area for evidence. But then, he noticed the dim light of two flashlights moving down a draw and toward the road, and right for the deer carcass. The sight jolted his memory, and he recalled that there was a shabby little trailer house up that draw, out of sight from the road. He had stopped in one day a few summers ago to say howdy, but finding no one at home, continued on his rounds. It now appeared that someone from that little tin can on blocks was headed straight for the dead deer. For reasons still debated in his mind years later, the warden chose not to confront the holders of those flashlights when they approached the carcass, or even as the dead doe was dragged up the draw. Instead, he created some space, and it was nearly an hour later when the warden drove down to the road, up the little draw, and into the yard of the trailer house. Stepping out of his truck, he clearly saw the drag marks from the carcass, drag marks that led directly to a beaten down shack perched precariously at the side of the home. The warden knocked at the door and was soon greeted by a scrawny young man answering to the name of Frank. Frank was leaning on a crutch held in his left hand his weight uneasily shifted from side to side. What, what, what can I do for you, Warden? Frank asked. Well, uh, sorry to bother you on Thanksgiving and all, but uh, say, uh, you look a little uncomfortable, the Warden replied. Oh, uh, I got thrown from a horse a few months back and uh, ain't been able to work for three months, but I'll get by. The fear evident on Frank's face led the warden to believe it would not take much to get Frank to confess to killing the doe deer out of season. The warden saw what appeared to be a battered 30-06 rifle leaning against the wall just past where Frank was standing. The rifle and the drag marks were more than enough probable cause for a search warrant should it come down to that. But the warden doubted a warrant would be necessary. Just a few questions, and the whole story would be clear. Yeah, um, like I was saying, I hate to bother you on Thanksgiving. I, I hope I didn't interrupt your supper, but uh, I was wondering, did you hear any rifle shots this evening, after dark? Frank turned nearly white his lips trembling just a little. R rifle shots? I, I didn't hear no rifle shots. Hey, Ma, did you hear a rifle shot? A woman carrying a baby trundled to the doorway. Evening, Warden, she said. I don't recall hearing anything besides the kids. Somebody shooting out this way, Warden? The warden looked past the woman to the two gaunt children tugging at their mother's pants, looked just a bit farther to the single bare light bulb burning over the remains of a dining room table, a table conspicuously empty of food. 
The warden answered the woman's question. Well, uh, I had a report of a shot down near the county road, within the walking distance from your place, and, and I thought you might have heard something that could help me out. Frank abruptly turned away. If you'll excuse me, warden, I gotta, I gotta sit down, he offered. As Frank painfully limped to the ratty old easy chair in the living room, it became clear to the warden what had happened. Frank, or his wife, had shot the deer and then returned to the house to get help in the recovery of the carcass. The warden looked straight into the woman's eyes. She looked defeated, worn down by tending to the children and to her busted-up husband. And barely over a whisper, she said, I didn't hear nothing tonight. Nothing at all. Sorry I can't help you out. Well then, uh, I'll be on my way. Thanks for your time. The warden turned to leave. Warden, the woman cried. Yes, ma'am. The look on her face said it all. She knew. She knew the warden knew the truth. Thank you, warden. Thank you. The warden never talked about that night until now. Never wrote up the incident. Never talked about how he had made a decision that cold November night and received the gift of gratitude in return. Well, that's our 2022 Thanksgiving show. And uh, from all of us here on the Snowball Ranch, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving and a happy holiday season. This is Will Dawson. Happy trails until we meet again in the den. That's Dawson's Den.